to Grid Iron Gamble. The only contest that puts money where its mouth is. I said contest, not podcast. Great start to the week. I'm joined by the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Monoara. Maybe that vocal misstep is appropriate because for the first time all year, we missed on a consensus pick on Thursday Night Football. We all had the Jets plus three. They looked like they may be in the driver's seat, and then they just refused to stop playing 2018 football. Well, we need a tie rod. We absolutely needed to God in the game for the Cleveland We cover Browns. by two touchdowns if we have tie rod. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, how do we cap that? Huge. How do we cap that a better quarterback is going to come in off the bench? I, I put it in the chat. I had real Bledsoe vibes coming into the game. And Tyrod did leave, or Tyrod did leave with injury, but the tide was certainly turning in the stands, in the atmosphere, that Baker Mayfield was going to see the field. And the moronic Hugh Jackson was kind of forced into putting the best quarterback on the roster on the field. And uh, and Baker balled out. Brett, Donnie, I, Donnie, how good is Baker Mayfield? Come on, man. Did you get to watch DP? DP was driving a U-Haul through the desert from Southern California to Las Vegas, Nevada. Did you get to watch Mr. Baker Mayfield at all? I did not get to watch. I did see the highlights. Kid looked good. Ain't going to lie. He's still tool, but he looked good. He's elite AF. The ball just... The, you hear this from scouts all the time, and it's such coach speak. And it's stupid, but the ball comes out of that dude's hand way different than other people. And it lands where it's supposed to go every time. That Jarvis throw, I mean, oh. the most impressive throw was the Richard Higgins throw that was ultimate, or not Higgins, uh, Antonio Callaway throw that was dropped. Just an absolute dime down the left-hand side, right on the sideline, right where it needed to be, and Callaway just drops it. Baker is absolutely elite and he performed amazing last night and kudos to Todd Haley for letting the kid go out there and rip I've, I've said throughout this entire preseason and heading into the the season that I really like Todd Haley I think he's the only guy in that building that has a brain uh, I think he understood the limitations of Turad and that's kind of why the Cleveland offense was a bit constipated <laughs> to start the season uh, but once Baker got in once six got uh, under center Todd, just let him rip it, you know? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. The only negative thing out of this is that Baker Mayfield might save Hugh Jackson's job. We that, might get more Hugh Jackson. That's the sick thing. And But as a member of the AFC, I don't. that's good for me. I, I, hope, I hope that the best quarterback potentially in the future is coached by an absolute moron. So we he'll, were, he'll start. He'll start to ride next week. We that would be. He is. He said he's going to watch the tape. I know. <laughs> Grind that I'm, all twenty-two, Hugh. Hope, How could he do that? Hopefully, he'll make the right decision. We did start the season. Not only were we dominating on Thursday Night Football, but we started the season five zero and one in all consensus picks. It's since gone to shit. If you listen to the recap. Earlier this week, you know we had a very poor week, one and four. A lot of it to do with me videoing out Brett's winner for a loser and then us missing out on the Packers free square. And with uh, last week's consensus picks shitting the bed too, we've gone from 5-0-1 oh, to now 6-5-1. and one. So 1-5 one and five in our last six consensus picks. We've got three this week, and there's a lot of 
division within the collective six split games and that's where we will start our attention this show first of all i want to give the floor to brett i apologized on tuesday's show i hope you listened uh sorry kiddo i, I just want to say it. ear to ear here on the podcast i tried telling you guys i know how, the giants are so bad you're not wrong the cowboys are bad too but no, that, that, I don't think I don't think they're as bad as you guys think. That defense is pretty good. I don't know. I, I thought that was a, a great spot for us, especially since everybody in the contest had the Giants too. Yep. But yep, 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 yep. Guys, don't believe in me. <laughs> Trust the collective. I need to believe in our own motto. Uh, real quick, I'll do a quick recap for those of you that didn't listen Tuesday, but you should. I also urge you to subscribe, rate, and review. That way. The podcast will get delivered right to you. Mo went three and two, bringing his season total to eight and two in his top five selections. Brett went two and three. I went one and four. DP with the old zero oh and five. So that will be the order when we select our games later. But like I said, we are starting with the split games, and there are six of them. Uh, and the first one that we will discuss was in three of our top fives. So not only are we split on this, but there is some very strong feelings on one side. And Brett and DP both have it in the same position. They're third overall picks, but they've got both. And and they have the same side. They both like the home team, the Carolina Panthers, giving three against the Cincinnati Bengals. Brett, I'll let you lead this one off. Uh, this is a an even number. It's a pretty much a 50-50 split on the game. Uh, what do you like in the Panthers so much in the spot? Well, this one opened before the season as Carolina minus six. And while I think the Bengals were undervalued before the season, this one I think should be closer to that opener. The stock is at the absolute peak right now on Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, the, the Panthers are coming off a loss. And no Joe Mixon this week. And we talk about how running backs don't matter, but Joe Mixon is a key component in all parts of this offense. Yes, Gio Bernard is fine, but I think in order to make up the difference in what this line should be, I cap this at Panthers minus four and a half. The Bengals need to be at full strength to cover. Uh, I think this is a Bengals fall back to earth game. I think the Panthers are a better team. So this one is at least a point and a half off for me. DP, you two have the Panthers in your top five. Explain why. Uh, I agree with pretty much everything Brett just said. The Bengals have looked pretty good through the first two games. It was a positive sign that they didn't turn into a puddle last week in primetime on Thursday Night Football. But that said, without Joe Mixon, if you watch that game against the Ravens, it looked like a much different offense. That offense really stalled out there. I know that we subscribe to, you know, the running backs don't matter. But if you're Marvin Lewis, I mean, I just don't know what Marvin Lewis is going to do throughout the week to coach a team, uh, you know, to to get around the fact that they're not going to have Joe Mixon. He just seems like a guy who puts his team out there and goes through the motions with everything. I also think this is a really good bounce back spot for the Panthers. Stock high, stock low here. Give me or I'm going to lay the three points. Sorry, with the Panthers. And uh, I really, really like this side. Problem here is I have no idea how Carolina gets any stops. They're 26th in pass defense VOA. Bill Lazor has the Cincinnati Bengals offense clicking on all cylinders. And you guys mentioned that the mix and injury stinks. Well, they got thrown a curveball mid-game, and now they've had 10 days to prepare with Gio Bernard, a guy who's been on the team, knows the pieces, 
knows Andy Dalton, and is going to be just fine. Uh, Carolina has really put up two stinkers. They played a really bad Dallas team week one and barely got out of there with a win. And then last week, in a spot where they should have been able to move the ball at will against the Falcons, uh, they just couldn't do it. They couldn't put together a full game against a a weak division opponent in a spot where they just need to steal that game, and they couldn't. I don't see how you can look at these two teams and think that they're equal. Uh, didn't, I, Cam, didn't Cam throw for like 350 last week? Three touchdowns? Yeah, but that's the new NFL. Like, Sam Darnold threw for 340 last week. What is, it doesn't matter. Like... These teams are not equal. The Bengals are a better team. Uh, this this feels like week one to me all over again. Bengals are better at everything except for one position, and that's quarterback. I have the Bengals on my card. I think this is a brilliant spot. I don't understand why there's a 50-50 split on this game, uh, but there's also minus 111 money on the plus three, so some decent action on the dog here. And another matchup that I absolutely love is the Bengals' defensive front against the Carolina offensive line. Carolina's offensive line has been banged up all season, and we saw how the Bengals' front line just ate against the Ravens on Thursday night. Uh, I think this is a great spot for the Bengals. Mo, you also took Cincy, but you have them a little bit closer towards the middle. What's your take on this game? Yeah, you already hit on one of the points uh, I wanted to make. Minus 111 on the plus three here. It looks like that's the side the market's favoring right now. Uh, the Bengals are coming in on extra rest. I also believe, like you, that they are a better team. After seeing them for two weeks, they look pretty good. And then you guys want to talk about injuries. First of all, yeah, running backs don't matter. And there's actually injuries that matter here. On the other side, we have two starting DBs for the Panthers. Um, Dante Jackson and Denoris Searcy. Both of them have not practiced, and that is already the weakness of this defense is the the backside of it. So uh, Andy Dalton might shred here, guys. I definitely think that is a distinct possibility. Again, 26th and past defense VOA. No defense adjustments until week four, but they haven't stopped anybody. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think these teams are equal at all. The next game, Mo, you are interested in this one because your Kansas City Chiefs are hosting Jimmy GQ and the San Francisco 49ers. This game is six and a half points, and there is obviously a split since we are discussing it now. Uh, I had the Chiefs, but very low. Uh, Brett also has the Chiefs, but closer to his top five. DP has the Niners in his top five, as does Mo, fading his heart, his love, his Kansas City chefs. Mo, why do you like the six and a half so much in this game? I want to hear why Brett, who's talking about stock high and stock low, wants to put the Chiefs on the card. What? Close, close, how, close. I didn't how, put them on the card. How overvalued are the Chiefs right now, you guys? I mean, come on. How are the Chiefs going to get one stop here? How is either team going to get a stop? So if neither team gets a stop, I don't know how the hell you guys are laying six and a half. Oh, because you just said neither team gets a stop. How is this game not close then? You've seen this Chiefs defense, or you've seen the 40, this 49ers defense, right? Both these defenses suck. Yeah, of course. So what? how are you laying six and a half here? The variance on this because game it's, because is Because it's insane. not seven? This feels like a 49ers backdoor all day if they're down. Uh, Could be. 
I don't like that San Fran is playing early for a West Coast team. Um, and I don't like San Fran's chances of getting stops themselves, but I don't know how the hell the Chiefs are going to get a stop either. Jimmy GQ is going to crush this defense. Are we sure Jimmy G's good? Yes. Use your eyes. He's good. I did watch my eyes. And in a situation where all you need to do is salt the game away, he threw a pick six last week that should have held, if not for the worst defensive holding penalty ever called. Yeah, he looks great throwing the ball, but I don't think he's the most accurate guy in the world. DP, you too have this in your top five. You are taking the points. What do you like in this spot? Um, stock high, stock low. Chiefs defense is just absolutely horrid. I mean, they have no idea how to tackle anyone. They can't really cover anyone. They've already given up more than a thousand yards in two games. I mean, that's worse than even the Bills. I mean, that's just that's a joke. Uh, I think that this is just going to be, you know, a high scoring close game. And I think that six and a half points is really awesome in this spot. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Jimmy GQ has his issues and he's working through them, but I think he is really good to go back to the question that you asked. And I think that they're going to be able to put points up and score with the Chiefs uh, very well, whose stock could not be any higher right now. Why do you guys keep saying stock low? Yeah, every, everybody loves Jimmy G. And, and I'll, I'll admit it, it's been more like a roller coaster for the Niners' stock. Preseason, everybody loves them. They're a darling. Their future's way too high. But then week one, they're a dog. A, uh, a, then the public is all over the Vikings, which was a bit weird for me. But then last week, inexplicably, they're six-point favorites against another professional football team. So the stock is back to that preseason darling Jimmy G is a Hall of Famer. And they won. Yeah. Well, but this week the stock is obviously lower. 68% of the bets are on Canton, Patrick, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, have fun uh, with that, guys. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I think I don't, I don't love this one. I, I just uh, I, I can't I can't get behind Jimmy G with all coming off a win. I, I can't do it. He's fine. I mean, wh- bad QBs at Arrowhead crumbling, crumble, cookies. crumbling. Right. But uh, Jimmy G should be all right. I don't know. I, I don't see it with this Niners team yet. Their their biggest boost is they're getting Ruben Foster back this week. But honestly, what the hell is a linebacker going to do against this? This Chiefs attack, maybe it'll help cover Kelsey a little bit, maybe. Uh, Richard Sherman popped up on the injury report on Thursday. He missed practice with a heel injury. Honestly, I don't think that's a big blow either. Sherman's not been impressive so far. I've got this really low, but I'm daring to be square with the Chiefs. I just think they're the right side. I mean, this should be a touchdown. This should be seven, right, Mo? Come on. This should be a full seven points. It should be four. You think the Kansas City Chiefs are one point better than the San Francisco 49ers in Arrowhead? This defense is so horrifying, man. And if anything, if there's anything that I think might get something done on defense, it's probably the 49ers uh, defensive line. They might be able to get some work done against this mediocre Chiefs pass blocking unit. The next split game is Monday night football. Steelers at Bucks. The Bucks are catching one point at home. And I am daring to be super square in this spot. 62% of the public forgot that it's going to be midnight. And not only is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to turn back into a pumpkin, 
he's going to turn into a powder keg and explode everywhere in Tampa Bay. Steelers are minus one and a half on pinning, so I'm getting a half point of value. Bucks secondary remains in shambles. Brent Grimes is out. Uh, obviously, they have the Hargraves injury. He's on IR, which leaves Ryan Smith and Carlton Davis to cover Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Good luck, fellows. Sky's falling in Pittsburgh. Everything's wrong. Antonio Brown wants to get traded. Mike Tomlin has no control in the locker room. This is a beautiful spot for the Steelers. No, I said it last week, but I didn't expect Canton Mahomes to come out and drop 21 points in seven minutes or whatever that was. Bucks got two long touchdowns last week. They had long touchdowns against the Saints. I don't think that's repeatable. I understand that that's Fitz's calling card and DJX if you want to lump him in there too. That's what they're good at. But I don't think they're just going to walk out and get 60 yarders every time they step on the field. So I love the Steelers in this spot. I think it's a great bounce back for them. Powder keg about to blow. Give me the Steelers plus minus the one in Tampa Bay. Uh, DP and Mo, you were split on this game. DP has Bucks. Mo has Steelers, but really low. Brett, you're decently high on the other side here on the Bucks. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, I kind of hate myself for this pick because everything you said, Rich, is right. Uh, this is normally a side I would be 100% on, bouncing back off a horrible loss. That I mean, we I, I had the number two in my card last week, the Steelers. Uh, but what if what if they're just bad? What I mean, they're definitely bad on the defensive side of the ball. And now traveling on the road here against an offense that is lighting the world on fire. I agree about yes, the 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 long passes. That's this is not sustainable. But I'm really impressed with this Tampa Bay offense right now, and I think they could win this game. Oh, the the receivers are awesome. That it's what yeah. it's what allows Keg to do what he does. There's just extraterrestrials on the boundaries making great plays. Uh, all the weapons, yeah, all of them. DP, uh, like I said, you had Bucks in the middle of your card. Anything to add here on Tampa? nope they're gonna win though all right let's keep it moving mo had this as his number two pick so we'll keep it moving to the west saeed bolts at rams this game is seven in the contest but on pinnacle it is seven and a half which alarm bells should be going off nobody wanted to really get fully invested in this game except for mo mo likes the dog nearly has them in his top five you're taking the seven with the Chargers. Mo, you got to be scared of that line movement, though, on Pinnacle. I mean, there's still tons of juice, right? Yeah, that's Hold correct. It, I just it, refreshed it. Yeah, it's no, minus 123 on the plus seven and a half. As I mean, you would say, it is a fake seven and a half. Yeah, it's pretty fake. Uh, come on, man. What You guys are already off the bandwagon? I mean, there's no Bosa here. Have you watched uh, this Rams team play football? Obviously massive, but are the Rams really this much better? Dude, this preseason line was three and a half or four? I mean, we're just moving it to seven now? What is that based on? Bosa ain't worth three points. I mean, he's elite. He ain't worth three points. Uh, I mean, what else are we basing this on? They, they lost to the Chiefs in what was actually a pretty fluky game, if we're being honest. People are just dropping 50-yard touchdowns. Um, and yeah, Rams are going to probably run it up on a lot of bad teams, which is 
what I said last week, which is my my one hesitation is McVay. If he can cover, he probably will. But yeah. I don't think that his team is this much better in this spot to just be rolling over a pretty talented Chargers team. What does obviously give me pause is it's McVay against a running backs coach. So I'll start this by saying that I too like the Chargers plus seven, but because of the following notes that I wrote down and the seven and a half, I put this way at the bottom of my card. Here are my notes. McVay takes no prisoners. Still no Bosa for Bolts. Rivers sidearm ducks against this defense. Bolts have no seam threat. Old man Gates against funnel defense. Can't ride Melvin against Rams DL. Stock couldn't be higher for Rams, but Bolts also covered as massive road favorites. And then my last note, game stinks. Don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, Marcus Peters versus uh, Philip Rivers has not gone well in the past for uh, for the Rivers side. So those are my notes, and that's why I have this as my second most confident game. DP, you're we're all low on this game, but you've got the Rams side. Uh, Brett, I'll let you sprinkle in here because you have it a little higher than DP. But DP, you, you've liked this Rams team. You've laid the wood every single week now. Tell us why we're wrong. Because the Rams are just an absolute wagon. I'm not going to bet against them yet. I'm not going to do it. Hashtag wagon. This is roulette theory, yeah? This is definitely roulette theory. I mean, listen, Mo asked earlier if we were still on the bandwagon. I, I just switched bandwagons. I'm on the other L.A. team now. I'm sorry, Chargers. You just you did me wrong too many times. I'm going over to L.A. Rams. Bert Minotti just turning his back completely on his beloved bolts. What do you got? Well, here? What, the, what the hell is this Chargers offensive line? <laughs> this might be the worst in the league against one of the most disruptive defensive units in the in the NFL. And that pass funnel that you mentioned, I don't know how the Chargers move the ball in this game. I don't know. They're moving mountains against those Buffalo Bills. Did you see some of those holes that Melvin Gordon had? Well, that's because the Bills didn't put a team on the field. <laughs> Why was he so open? And they actually made Melvin Gordon look good at football. How bad is this defense? The Bills make me wanna. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, they travel to Minnesota where they are 16 and a half point dogs. That's right. 16 and a half point dogs against the Minnesota Vikings, who seemingly always cover at home with Mike Zimmer at the helm. Looking across the board, I'm the highest on this game, and I am taking the 16.5 with the Bills. This is in the middle of my card. Guys, I think you just have to close your eyes and click on Buffalo in the spot. Professional Rule of professional football, 69% of the public on the massive home favorite. Two pretty distinct injuries for the Vikings, too, on both sides of the ball. Everson Griffith, Griffin and Dalvin Cook have not practiced this week, and it feels like they're treating this like a bye week or in college you're playing one of those teams that pays you to, to play against them. Uh, the old Division two or Division three game where it's homecoming and you're just going to win by 50. So I could honestly see the Vikings resting both of those players and just trying to get out of there with a victory. Uh, Bills, obviously the lowest stock imaginable. Just click on this game and don't watch. Brett, you too. Have faith in the Buffalo Bills to cover 16 and a half here. Tell me why I should love this spot for you. You shouldn't. 
The fact that Mo is laying 16 and a half, Mo! I, I'm I'm certain I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> and he didn't put it one either. He has it fourth. This has that Browns deja vu feel for me where it's it, it should be the right side, but it probably isn't. But I'm I'm gonna pinch my nose and click anyway. Absolutely it's the so right. So many side. points. Mo, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yo, isn't this the worst team in the league versus the best team in the league? Yes. I mean, this this three-score line seems relatively fair. Uh, I, I capped this at 17. I, this should be a whitewash. Everson Griffin not playing is slightly worrisome. But, man, this fucking Bills team, <laughs> how can they be this bad? I don't understand how, can, how they can be this bad. I mean, I laid seven last week on the Chargers and felt decent about it. I mean, 17 is a hell of a lot more, but I definitely think it's possible. But, you know, it's just how how focused are the Vikings even going to be, like you guys said, though. I, I could absolutely see them sleepwalking through this game and winning by 10. I, I'm not confident, but I think if the Vikings try hard, they would cover here. How much Vontae Davis talk this week in Western New York, Brett? Surprisingly, not all that much. It was like Monday, and then people just moved past it. The guy was, the guy was with the team for... A week and a half. And nobody knows nobody even knows who he is here. So fuck that guy. Last split game is I think the weirdest game on the board. Broncos at Ravens. Ravens are minus five and a half in the super contest. Dead number. It's 50-50 split. You've got the Broncos coming off two really squeaky. W's at home. This is their first road game, first road test for Case Keenum as a Denver Bronco. I just, this line just stinks to hell to me. I clicked the dog, put it towards the end of my card. Uh, Mo, you clicked the dog too, but you like them. You have them close to your top five. What are you liking in Denver here? Well, this one is a tricky one, like you said. Um, Ravens extra rest at home against a team going off across a couple time zones uh, on the surface. It's maybe not a great spot for Denver. Uh, I'm really worried about Case Keenum. Uh, speaking of people turning into pumpkins, he my, doesn't look good. My favorite thing that Mo does is pick a side, and the first thing he does is talk about how the other team might cover. He just made all my points That's for him. That's my favorite strategy from But just look at the other look at look at this overall teams though. I mean, I I feel like Denver has more talent overall than than the Ravens to be honest. Um the coaching matchup worries me once again. Uh but I feel like the Ravens just last week especially got a lot of like catch up yards when they were down big. Um why isn't this line just three? I don't understand. Well, it seems like it should be three. Well, that I was confused with, or four. Something in that neighborhood seems more accurate. But this five and a half is just, it's just a weird dead number. And that's kind of, it, it gave me pause. And that's why I said, I'm, I'm done with this game. Just take it away from me. DP, do you need to make any points or did Mo make all your points for you? I mean, Mo pretty much made all my points for me. I mean, the coaching matchup is in the favor of Baltimore. Baltimore is on extra rest. Case Keenum, who has looked average at best despite their 2-0 record, uh, has to go into Baltimore and play there, where that is a very hard, hard place to play for quarterbacks. And overall, I think this Broncos team is very overrated. Rich, you kicked it off by saying that the Broncos squeaked through on two of their wins. I mean, last week against the really bad Raiders team, they had to win it at the last second. 
um, when they probably should have lost it if that Raiders team had a had a clue or could play any sort of football uh, in 2018. But they didn't. I like this uh, Ravens team to just absolutely shut down Case Keenum. And I think the, the Ravens, sorry, uh, make this one look really easy. Those are the split games. Let's get to the Lone Wolves. If I find the button, there it is. I do not have a lone wolf this week, but the other three hosts do. DP once again has three. Mo has two. And Brett has one. A good week for the lone wolves last week. DP looking to replicate his 3-0 and from last week, Brett one and zero, Mo and myself one and one, and we'll start with you, DP. You've got one in the middle of your card, and then two low ones. So we'll start in the middle of your card, and uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Donnie Peters is laying the seven with the New England Patriots. Go ahead, DP. Just, just, just rant for. I'm, a I'm just, I'm just upset. I'm really upset that I don't have Brett riding with me. I mean, I thought the blinders were on. I thought they were going to stay on for a little bit of while now. I mean, listen, the New England defense can't play any worse than they did last week. I think they're going to be better than they did last week. This is Bill Belichick going to be crushing um, one of his quote-unquote disciples in Matt Patricia. Uh, Patriots 38-13 and against the spread after a loss. I don't think much of this Lions team at all. I don't care that they're home. I think this is going to be uh, a blowout. I mean, it's, it's a high number. It's a full touchdown. I would have liked to get it at 6.5, but a loss we didn't, so... I'm still going to take Bill and this Patriots team against a Matt Patricia-led Lions team that I think is really struggling to find its way. Where did the blinders go, Bert? Well, I mean, this was coin flip territory for me. I thought this was a completely fair line. I think the Lions are better than what we've seen on the field so far. They covered for us last week, and uh, I really I wanted nothing to do with this. I have nothing really to add about this game. Mo, did you want to love the Lions? Or did you just I, coin flip? Yeah, I kind of did, but uh, I pretty much agree with what Brett said. Um, it's just, I, I thought it was a pretty fair line. I don't have too much interest in it. I don't know how the Lions are going to get a stop, but I don't really know how the Patriots will either. Uh, the Jets' result looks more and more worrisome by the week. I mean, <laughs> the Jets apparently suck. Well, that was snow. But, that was snowball effect, right? That, that those things just happen sometimes. For sure. For sure. Uh, the Trey Flowers injury, though, could be pretty big here. Uh, if he is by far the best pass rusher the Patriots have. If they don't have him, uh, I do worry about their defense against Stafford, who, yes, looked absolutely atrocious uh, the first week, but he's a pretty good quarterback. So he should, I think, kind of have his way, especially if Flowers isn't isn't in there. Yeah. I have this low as well, but I think you just hold your nose, take Detroit, and don't watch the game. <laughs> Pat's defense was sliced by Bortles last week, 84% on the massive road favorite, yet the plus seven is minus 113 on Pinnacle, so the market tends to favor the dog here. Don't love it, but I think you got to just click Lions and pray to the gods, new and old. Uh, DP, your other... Lone Wolves are both really low. You're la- you're laying the nine and a half with the Jags against the Titans. Granted, this line is not real. It's just made up by the Westgate, unless you guys have seen otherwise. And you're also taking the six and a half with the Colts. I'll let you talk about those two games briefly. Um, I mean, 
Jaguars are just a far, far superior team. Mariota or no Mariota, I think the Jaguars just roll here at home. This defense is just a really good defense. They're playing against a really bad team. It's a lot of points. Like you said, it's just stuck at the bottom of my card. Really going to stay away from it overall. But gun to my head, have to pick, have to take the Jaguars here. Can't not take the Jaguars. What the fuck? Yeah, what is this? This pick is horrible. First of all, a really bad team. The Titans have like an 8.5 win total preseason or something. They're not really bad. We're- so now win totals determine how the team actually performs on the field week to week? It's a the overall look at the talent level of the team. And then this is this is horrible. I love the Titans in this spot. Oh my God. I mean, the Titans offensive line, much, much healthier this week. Looks like Taylor Lewan's playing. Jack Conklin might play, um, which is, you know, this is a must against the Jags. We need healthy linemen here. Uh, Good Blaine Gabbert showed up last week. I'm not sure I'm counting on that. Um, But Mariota feels like he might play if he was that close to playing last week. Uh, I think if he does play, this is a must on the card. Getting massive value here. This line should be like six if Mariota plays. If he doesn't play, yeah, it's pretty close. They're probably fair, but just looking at it probabilistically. No, how many points? How many points is Marietta worth over? Yeah, I have, I have that exact point. How many points is Marietta worth, really? <laughs> I mean, you can't lay nine and a half with this trash ass quarterback. Get out of here, Donnie. The, 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 the thing about it is, it's not about is Bortles going to show up again. To me, it's is Nathaniel Hackett going to call the same game? Like Nathaniel Hackett, kind of. He showed the world his nuts last week. And I was like, you know what? It's three minutes remaining, and we just need to salt the clock, but I'm going to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. Like, I know what I have to do to beat the Patriots. However, I don't know if he's going to do that every week. That seemed like a one-time occurrence for the Jaguars to be super aggressive in play calling. I think they revert back to the shitbag offense that they are, really conservative, really constrained, hand the ball off. Salt the game away. Uh, they're not a team that's built to cover nine and a half points. Per no, this is in my top tier. Yeah, this is in everybody's top five, except for Donnie Peters. When I put things in my coin flip tier, I tend to just think to myself, I'll let them decide. So go ahead, guys. Do whatever you want with this <laughs> well, game. We've decided. <laughs> we love the Tennessee Titans. Mo, you two have two very low Lone Wolves. You're taking the two points with the Cowboys late on Sunday, and you're also laying the field goal with the Atlanta Falcons. Go ahead and discuss those two games. I think it's fitting that these are my Lone Wolves when my Lone Wolves have a fucking terrible record, and these are two of my bottom three, and they could have easily been my bottom two. Um, I have absolutely no confidence in either one. Um, Let me see what I've got here. The Falcons, I mean... Man, aren't they better? I don't know. This one, I'm terrified. I can't take either side in this one. Uh, the Saints have been horrible, though. Outgained by the Browns and out yards per played by the Browns at home. But the market significantly disagrees with the Saints at plus three and minus 115. So I'm just staying away from that one. Um, the other one, what do I got here? Oh, man, I wish I had the Seahawks opener. I'll, I'll tell you that. 
uh, it says they opened at plus one. Yes, I would take the Seahawks absolutely and feel pretty good about it at plus one. Um, where it's at now, I think, is a fair line. Uh, the Seahawks got smashed by the early action, so all the value's been bet out of this line. Dallas, they have a decent D line, so it definitely concerns me um, that that really poor Seahawks O line uh, matching up with these guys. But it's not quite on the Bears level, and there's still nobody to throw to. That being said, it's still Dak. He sucks. Um, the so the Seahawks have a pretty big advantage at quarterback, um, and Dak has still has nobody to throw to himself. This is going to be an ugly game. Don't watch it uh, if you like football, and probably don't bet on it. Yeah, nobody. Why did they? Why did they get this? The, the late afternoon with this one. So it's like we have to watch this game. Well, it's in Seattle, so <laughs> they can't play 10 a.m. football in the Pacific Northwest. Classic, Just put it in Dallas. Classic stay away game here. Uh, slight public lean on the Hawks. Home opener for Seattle after two frustrating games. Stock couldn't be lower for Seattle after getting thrashed in prime time by the Bears. So if you really need to bet it, I think we do favor, as a collective, the Hawks minus two, but just stay away from that game. Saints-Falcons, I love the Saints in this spot. I can't see New Orleans going to 0-3. And like Mo said, that plus three is juiced on Pinnacle. It was juiced as high as minus 125 last night when I was doing my research. 50-50 split in this game. We saw the absence of Neal and Jones on that defense last week allowed Christian McCaffrey to eat a little bit. But as good as CMC is, he's no Alvin Kamara. And that is going to be a matchup that I think the Saints can really exploit against this Falcons defense. I think the Saints have the coaching advantage as well. Uh, How much do we dump on Sark? I mean, that guy just makes so many in-game mistakes with play calling. Love the defense that Dan Quinn puts together. But in this type of game where I think it's going to be a shootout, much like last week's Panthers-Falcons game in Atlanta, I have to favor the Saints in the spot. I have to believe that their defense is a little bit closer to last year than it was uh, than it is this year. DP, you two have the Saints pretty high. Anything to add here? Nothing to add. You said everything I would have said. Um, also, love the Saints. Right. Okay, I feel like with the high total here, and with everything you said kind of making sense, Rich, I, I feel like if you like the Saints, just take the money line. Yeah. Because there's a lot of volatility here, and they could easily win this. Couldn't agree it's, more. The it's final the money bet line, just so you know. The, the money bet line. Get it right, Mo. The final lone wolf is the highest lone wolf. It is in Burt's top five. He continues to fade an NFC East team. Burt Minotti. You love the Texans. You are happily laying the six and a half with Houston. Love the Texans in this spot. Coming off a bad loss against the Titans, who had three offensive linemen out. Texans are 0-2. They get their first home game here against a pitiful Giants team. I'm going to continue to fade this clown-ass team. This is going to be a roll show. I wanted to put this higher. I should have. This is a great survivor pick this week, people. Just save the Vikings for later. Texans are going to run it up against a Giants defense that is likely without Olivier Vernon again this week. Eli Apple might be out this week. I don't know how the Giants are going to contain this pass rush either. 
The right side of this line is horrific. And where does J.J. Watt line up? The same, Why can't the Texans just win this by like 28? The same J.J. Watt that hasn't had a sack since Hillary Clinton was minus 900 to win the presidency? That will change this week. This Houston defense played bad last week. You know why? Because they're bad. This team's a joke. How can they go out, like you said, against a team missing three tackles and Blaine Gabbert, a quarterback, and put up that performance with this defensive line? It's embarrassing how bad this Houston team is. And they have no right laying six and a half points against any professional football team. This is a clown line, Brett. Wow, that was strong. I liked it. I mean, come on. This line is absolutely ridiculous. You guys absolutely are ridiculous. ridiculous. And you are ridiculous for putting this as high as you did. This is Niners-Lions from last week. Like, how is this team minus six and a half against a pro football team? Because the stock is absolute lowest. And I know the same can be said for the Giants. It couldn't be lower for the Giants. I, I still think the Texans are a real football team. No, they're not. Bill O'Brien's going to be fired in two weeks. The Giants stock is off the board. That's how low it is. I understand that. No action that on is. it. This is this is a this is one of the most clown lines I've seen while we've been doing this. Okay, but listen, there is one massive matchup that's in in hugely points to the Texans. I will say. I mean, I only picked the Giants as a market play because it's down a half point, and I thought the line was pretty fair. But they still don't have Olivier Vernon, and the Giants' pass rush is dead last in sack rate. So this horrible Texans O-line that everyone is exploiting might actually not get exploited for a week. Watson is going to shred. Absolutely. Watson's going to shred. The guy who stands there never throws the ball and then just falls over when he gets touched. That guy. He might shred his ACL for a third time. That's definitely a possibility. But I don't know if he's going to shred a professional football team. Like he did six times last year? I'm not a big Watson guy. We've We've been over this, but this is a... Beautiful matchup for him. Mo made the best point. This is the reverse line move. 64% of the public happily laying six and a half with this horrible 0-2 Texans team. And yet the line is going down in the Giants' direction. It is six on Pinnacle. This is a pure market play. Two bad teams. The line should just never be six and a half. I'm baffled by this. So the Lone Wolves. Burt. With the Texans minus six and a half on his card, DP is laying the points with the Patriots and the Jags and taking the points with the Colts. And Mo is laying the three with the Falcons and taking the points with the Cowboys. Let's get to the card. And Mo, after going three and two, leads us off this week. He has a consensus pick at number one. Mo, tell us about it. Well, who was talking? That was you, Rich, earlier talking about the hold your nose pick. This is a hold-your-nose pick, <laughs> all right? So if you bet this and you're pulling your hair out, I mean, full disclaimer, I'm sorry. I apologize to what I do to your mental health. Uh, but I think if you like to place wagers on football games and if you are laying some money down this week, just pinch your nose, click on the Arizona Cardinals. I knew it. You guys... This line preseason, this line was minus one. It's seven points off of the preseason line. Come on. You have to bet the Cardinals here. I mean, I understand that Khalil Mack is probably worth a couple of those, but this is still so far off of where it should be. I mean, the Bears should be like minus one and a half here. I mean, 
What the hell, man? How could you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Just laying that many points with a bad QB on the road here versus a defense that I still think on paper is decent. I mean, yeah, they got shredded by the Rams. They've had a couple of really tough matchups to start the season. Um, But come on. I, stock couldn't be low. You want to talk about stock off the board. Stock couldn't be lower on the cards. Bears flying high, as Donnie says, and on a short week, and the public 76% on the Bears. It, the line's already down to five and a half last time I looked. It's going gonna, it's gonna to close at four and a half. Just hold your nose. Pinch your nose. Don't watch the game. Go take your dog for a walk. Something. Don't do this to yourself, but just click on the cards. This was my number one pick. It was DP's number two pick. Bert, from that reaction, we could tell you're the lowest on this game. What gives you pause about this Because matter? Because look at this Cardinals offensive line, and look what the Bears are doing to offenses. This scares the shit out of me. Why can't the Bears just score three touchdowns in this game? The Bears defense. They might have to because Trubisky's terrible, and that's why I like the Cardinals here, but I hate this game. It's not only what five and a half, it's minus 114 on the five. It's going to be five by the time people are listening to this podcast. Here's the thing. What were the Rams last week hosting the Bears? Minus 12 and a half? Right? Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Rams were hosting the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. So this line says that the Rams are half point better than the Bears on a neutral field. Just not possible. Like, it's just not in the realm of possibility that the Rams are only a half point better than the Bears on a neutral field. This I'm with, I'm with you guys. This is absolutely the right side. It's just gross looking at watch. these matchups up front. Don't watch. Oh. Sam Bradford against Khalil Mack. It's happening. <laughs> DP, I'm shocked that you did the right thing here. You're usually the one that says, fuck it, better team. I'm laying the wood. What What's different here? I mean... Stock and you're is a, through the a, roof. And the you're Bears. a Bears guy, and you've got the Bears win total yeah, over. Yeah, for my Bears, my my Bears, who I'm about to jump ship from the Patriots and go root for the fucking Bears. But listen, the stock could not be higher. Stock could not be lower for the Cardinals. In fact, it's not even stock. You know what the Cardinals is that we're buying? It's all the altcoins that are fucking shredded all over the universe. <laughs> That's what we're buying right now, in hopes that it will someday turn around. This is the week that it's going to turn around. I just, I absolutely love this. You know, like Mo said, the line is moving the other way. I would have preferred. I saw a lot of people uh, were able to get this number at six and a half. Would have definitely preferred that. But just with the way that the public is leaning, with the way the line is moving, I don't think how you cannot uh, put this at the top of your card and you know have it get on our card. If if we're doing crypto analogies, the bears are ripple for sure. This this bubble is going to pop in this game. I mean, yeah, the bear, the bears are good. The bubble popped a little bit in week one. Uh, they did all right in week two, but yeah, they're going to be a good team going forward. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think that this is a really really good spot for a ton of points for the Cardinals at home. All right, Minotti, you were up. You had to painfully accept the fact that the Cardinals are on our card, and now you get to put on a dog that we've previously discussed. Who do you have at number one, Minotti? Well. This is the game that when I first looked at it, and I, we talked about this in the Skype chat, uh, I was baffled by this. Um, one second here. Brett, for, Brett, you forgot the game you were baffled at? 
Oh, my notes. I had decided to pull my notes. Uh, yeah, this is this is the game. When I first glanced at the Westgate lines, uh, I knew this would be my number one play because this line is totally wrong. Uh, I've got the Titans. Let's because go. this line is trying to tell me that the Titans are bad. They won a game last week. We talked about it without three starters in the offensive line. Uh, they will get at least one of those back, as Mo mentioned, in Taylor Lewan. We might get Jack Conklin back. They're obviously going to need those regulars against this Jack's defense. But the other cog in this is the quarterback. Like, how many points are baked into this because of the uncertainty at quarterback? And Marcus Mariota isn't good. It, he might be worth a point over playing Gabbert. This line is absolutely nuts. I've been high in the text or the Titans all year. Uh, I'm not giving up on this team right now just because the Jaguars beat New England last week. We know what the Jaguars are. This is an interdivision game with a nine and a half point spread. And Tennessee beat this team twice last year. Give me the damn points. Yeah, beat a great Jags team twice last year. This is just insane. Do not pay the tax on the Jags because they took the Patriots out to the woodshed last week don't do it people this was my number three pick it was Moe's number two pick thankfully we didn't have to go to the collective card because dp had the other side here thank you bert minotti i feel like this was a this was a um this was an alley-oop laid it up for you brett thank you slammed it home i mean are people gonna put the titans on the card maybe i don't know it depends what this line if this opens tomorrow or today at like six then yeah they're gonna put... i mean it's it's at eight it's some of the books i've checked mm. so we're getting line value obvious line value but, um but yeah this is an easy one but as we saw last week people were very hesitant to take the packers which pissed me well, off because... that was yeah that was also aaron Rodgers. yeah the goat God, I knew he was playing too. Every everybody with a brain that knows medicine all week was like, "Yeah, there's no no shot he misses the game." God, I'm I'm so mad I let that slip. Uh, two very collective picks so far. We're taking Sam Bradford going against the teeth of this Bears defense. Sam Bradford, who has looked about as bad as possible. We've got the Titans here, who might have Blaine Gabbert under center, getting nine and a half against a team that just thrashed the New England Patriots the greatest team of our generation. And now I'm taking a home dog. I'm taking another consensus pick. It's another ugly one. It's a line where all your friends are going to wake up on Sunday morning that are casual betters, and they're just going to fire the road favorite here. Yes. Speaking, yes. Speaking, I love this. Speaking of the GOAT, they're just going to lay the two and a half with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because why not? But we like the slurs on this podcast. Bert wax poetic about Washington preseason. He has a Super Bowl ticket in his pocket. And I think this might be a good game for that because I think it'll inch them closer to the playoffs. I like the money bet line here to beat the Green Bay Packers. 70% of the public is on Green Bay here on a gimpy quarterback. That's a few plays away from being 0-2. They could have easily lost that game against Chicago, obviously. And then last week... A super weird game, special teams, blunders on both sides. Minnesota should have won that contest. You could say the same about Green Bay, but could be 0-2 going into this game. And why aren't, what I'm really frustrated is why aren't we getting the three? It was three on pinnacle. That's really brutal for me. 
wish we were getting the field goal, but I think this is a beautiful spot for the Washington racial slurs. The front seven, that's the one matchup I do want to key in on. Uh, I love Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan against this Packers offensive line. I don't think that the Packers are going to be a, I don't think it's going to be as easy for them to nurse Aaron Rodgers in this game as people think. Uh, it was obviously tough last week against a great front by the Vikings. And I don't think necessarily the slurs are as good, but I just don't think it's going to be a big drop off. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure this week. And uh, yeah, I love watching in this spot. Mo, you're going to, you were rooting me on there. You were my hype man. Add on to this. 100%. This is, I agree with 100%. Everything you said, you already nailed everything. But yeah, like you, I'm super pissed they didn't hang us the plus three. This would have been my number one play if we got the plus three. Um, this is wrong team favored. This is Slur's money bet line. They should be minus one here. Uh, the the Packers were outgained 7.1 yards per play to five by the Vikings. Uh, that's a pretty big gap. I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know how the hell they, they managed to work their way into a draw. Um, and like you said, the slurs strong up front. I'm really worried for the Packers if they're down late and in a situation where usually I'm like terrified of the Packers when Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball. But if he can't move, I'm worried about him against this pass rush. Uh, the one thing that worries me about this game is how piss poor this Packers run offense has been. It's been so bad, Jamal gaining 3.4 yards per attempt on the year, plodding his way to nothing, as I know he will. Um, it's been so bad that it's been forcing McCarthy to actually call good plays where they're just putting the ball in Rodgers' hand. Green Bay, 26th in the NFL in uh, number percentage plays uh, that they run the ball. So how will McCarthy call the game? That's the question here. If he does the McCarthy thing where he just sticks with the run and for no good reason really um then slurs money bet line all day if he lets rogers sling i'm a little more worried uh the fact that aaron jones is coming back and might actually look halfway decent running the ball gives me some hope here i don't think anybody's gonna have any concerns with this selection because you all had it at a 12 this was your fourth highest selection all of you uh brett i'll let you cap it off since you are the resident slurs fan on this podcast yeah mo's right this should be closer to a pick i don't know if if washington should be favored but uh a pick for sure this is redskins pass rush against packers offensive line especially on the interior uh that's a huge mismatch and if they can get to rogers and force them to move around in and out of the pocket with that bad knee uh, the packers are in trouble here dp you are the last man to make a selection and this is an absolute head scratcher it's one of the split games we discussed I don't get it. I'm going to need some some further convincing from you. You talked about it briefly there in the split segment, but you, you need to instill some confidence in me. Which which home favorite are you taking here? I'm taking the Ravens, minus five and a half. I I really love this this spot. I love this game. I I I you know I think the number is a little bit high, but I mean like it not a little bit high for my liking, just a little bit high for what I know you guys are going to enjoy the fact that we have to lay but i don't care when i looked at the lines this is the one that it popped off to me um i kept looking things over and i was like 
man, I just think that this Broncos team is supremely overrated. Uh, this Ravens team is, is pretty good, and they're going to be playing at home against Case Keenum, who I think is just going to turn into an absolute pumpkin out there. I mean, I talked about it earlier, this Broncos team, man. They squeaked through two wins. They're 2-0. and oh. I think that a lot of people are just in, enjoying this Broncos team. I don't see it. I just don't. I mean, I see Emmanuel Sanders out there. I see Von Miller getting some hype. Um, I also see a really bad Demarius Thomas. I see Case Keenum just doing Case Keenum things week in, week out. And the Ravens, to me, they have – I mean, we talked about it, how we need to give a little bit more love to the coaching advantage. I think the coaching advantage here is certainly uh, in Baltimore's favor. I think they're going to be at home. I think that defense is going to be able to give a bunch of fits to Denver's offense, spe uh, specifically Case Keenum. I mean, to me, this is – it's really just on the fact that it's Case Keenum, guys. This guy is going to just turn into a puddle in Baltimore. An absolute puddle. Mo, you're the highest on the Broncos. How you feeling, kiddo? Not good. I'm not a fan of this pick, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm considering using my veto, but man, I would throw the Niners in there. You guys don't even like the Niners. And then, I don't know. I feel like I don't like using my veto early because I'm not quite as confident you're not, a but, dope, you're not a dope like me yeah i mean I, okay the ravens are the sharp side i'll say that it looks like they're definitely because the public's still on the broncos slight public Ugh. dog nothing worse no yeah i don't like public dog nothing i had worse. the broncos on my card for the longest time when i was doing my capping but then when i'm looking stuff over and i'm looking at more and more games i i just kept moving it down Ugh, i, I don't like this at all we're definitely going to need the Keenum head scratchers. All right, let's get to We're going to be getting two of them. Let's get to the collective pick, which if Mo didn't veto in the Niners, he may have vetoed in this team. It is uh, a team. It's this game we really glossed over in the Lone Wolf segment, but it is a favorite that three members of the collective are very, very interested in. The collective chooses the Philadelphia Eagles. Mo, you're the highest on this game. We're we're daring to be square in the spot, kiddo. This line is a field goal off. At least a field. Whoa, 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 guys. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. this line should be 10. Whoa, I have it at nine and a half. I'm confused. <laughs> that, that's a strong. I'm officially, I'm officially scared shitless now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm scared shitless at my own capping or scared shitless at what you guys are doing. I mean, a, a, a field goal? Carson Wentz is this, worth a field goal? This is a role show. I mean, it's not just Wentz. Carson Wentz yeah. reconstructed ACL worth a field goal. I don't know, guys. I'm worried about Wentz. Wentz is the thing I'm most worried about in this game. He's nine months. He's nine months out. On the field. He's only nine months out of two ligament tears. That worries me. But man, the talent gap between these two teams is massive. So why have you and been all in on the Colts? They had a. They were getting points against teams that aren't that great. Well, no, they were minus three week one, and they got their doors blown off. Okay, yeah, but last week, I was high on the Colts. Nobody listened to me. They win outright as six point dogs. But 
huge talent gap here, huge talent gap. And then two really big injuries for the for the Colts. Anthony Costanzo didn't play last week. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. And then Danico Autry, one of their few decent players on defense up front. And that is huge. Those two injuries versus a team. The Eagles, all their strength is up front. They're going to destroy on the line of scrimmage on both sides. And then you look at this Skins game um, last week. I mean, they outgained the Colts. They out yards per played the Colts. I don't really know what happened there. It looks like seven flags for 90 yards was probably a big determining factor. And then, I don't know, maybe there there had been some fumble issues in that game. I, I'd have to double-check the box score because – but. This huge talent gap and Eagles at home have Andrew Luck really shown that he can come after a good defense like this. Uh, I don't know if his arm is ready for this one. Yeah. So here's the thing that really pushed me over the edge in this spot. Eagles got destroyed last week by two big plays, which I mentioned previously as a detractor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. The problem is, and I mentioned this last week in his percentage of throws downfield, that Andrew Luck is dead last in a dot so far. He is his a dot average depth of target is five yards. You cannot do this against the Eagles' defense. They are too good that close to the line of scrimmage. You need to test them on the boundaries. You need to make these guys make plays. At the corner position, it's what Tampa Bay did, and it worked. And the Colts simply cannot do that. I don't think Luck is prepared to do that. And that's why I really love the Eagles in this spot. In addition to that Costanzo injury that continues to linger, this defensive front for the Eagles is going to terrorize this young and inexperienced Colts offensive line. Bert, keep the uh, the Eagles train rolling. Ten, though? Ten, guys? Ten is really, that's a lot of look. Look at this mismatch up front. With this Colts offensive line against Cox, Graham, Long. How are they going to keep pressure off Andrew Luck in this one? And like you said, Luck's not throwing the ball downfield, and you beat the Eagles by throwing downfield against Jalen Mills, who is horrific. But T.Y. Hilton is hurt. I mean, he's he's dealing with a, a pretty serious injury. He shouldn't even be playing this week. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he yeah, I, he's on two of my fantasy teams, and... This is this is heartbreaking for me. It I see why out there. It should be a great matchup for him, but I I don't know how they're going to move the ball. This this line should be ten, and it really has nothing to do with Carson Wentz. It has everything to do with everything around Carson Wentz. Yeah, trust me, I love the spot. And the biggest thing that I don't believe Mo has mentioned yet: this line is seven minus one fifteen uh, on on Pinnacle. So there is some heavy juice on the dog, but. Big line move from six and a half to go to a full seven. And we don't have to lay the full seven in the contest. We are laying the six and a half. So. How are we feeling, guys? Another horrible pick by Donnie. Nice work, Donnie. <laughs> what did I do? You picked the Colts. Yeah, but they're the buy. I think I literally flipped a coin on this one. But why don't you love the Eagles? I, I, honestly, I'm scared shitless of, in terms of putting it on a card, like I have no idea what Wentz is going to be. Like I saw what Deshaun Watson was coming off an injury, and he looked like an idiot out there. I like how the market. I'm just a, I'm a little bit. I'm just timid, so I just stuck it at the bottom. This would have been the bottom bottom if it wasn't for the you know the Bills uh, 
and the the Vikings, the Vikings getting 16 and a half points. I mean, that, that's the only reason that that game is at the bottom uh, below this one. My second note for this game was for Mo. Carson Wentz is back, but the line didn't move much. Overrated, question mark. Well, who knows what he's even going to look like. I, like <laughs> I said, he's the thing I'm worried about just because he's nine months out. That is not very long at all. Um, but I think we're fine, guys. I mean, we have four of my top five on there. So if we just had my card every week, we'd be <laughs> exactly. hunting for the money That's, right that now. Was so we'll, be, we'll my, be all right. That was going to be my final point. Basically submitting Mo's card, which seems to be the right strategy this week. One that didn't get on? The only one that did not get on was Jimmy GQ against his hometown chefs. So the card. I should just look at Mo's. We're taking the six points with the Cardinals at home against the Bears. We're taking the nine and a half points with the Titans on the road against the Jaguars. We've got another home dog. Slurs plus two and a half against the Packers. We're laying the wood. Six and a half with the Eagles at home against the Colts, and then we have the absolute head-scratcher. Ravens at a dead number, minus 5.5 against the Broncos. I'm going to hate-watch every second of that contest on Sunday. Yeah, I can already feel the tilt building in me. The chat is going to be it's going to be lit. How is this game on our card? I don't understand it. How can any human on planet Earth have that much <laughs> conviction on this game? This would have been my last pick. Of all the games on the slate, this would have been my last pick as to what would have been on our card. Two average teams, Spider-Man memeing at each other with a dead number. And That's Donnie why has, the line should be three. And Donnie has all the conviction on it. And nothing to say, apparently. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. What do you, what do you want me to say? He's all in, This man. whole card is just painful to me. Well, but I love it because I like pain, but it's great. <laughs> All right. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N, at Donny underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuora, N U W A R A H. Absolutely need 5 0 this week after that disaster 1 4 performance last week. Best of luck in all of your betting ventures. Come back for the recap on Tuesday. Until then, peace.